was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. All right, here we are. We're going. We're, li- we're, li- okay. we're live. We are live. We're live to recording. <laughs> Got it? Yep. yep. We're new to recording. Welcome yes. to yep. Two Cool Moms. I'm Joe Gatto. I'm Steve Byrne. And uh, we are here uh, doing another episode to help all of our fans out there and friends <laughs> spread some kindness and help in the world. You know, just to give direction because we clearly have it all together. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. President company excluded. <laughs> um, I'll say this. We are on the road in Appleton, uh, Wisconsin for this episode. We're at my, in my hotel room. Um, and we're, we're out here having some fun with the people of Wisconsin. It is beyond cold outside. Yes. It is negative 417 degrees. I checked. I Googled uh, weather in Appleton, Wisconsin. And when I clicked on it, it took me to a suicide prevention <laughs> website. <laughs> That's how cold it is out here. Classic burn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The polar bears here are like, F that. I'm staying inside. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. So um, how have you been, Steve? I mean, it's it's we've had good times here in Appleton. The shows Wait, have been fun. Well, uh, let's get this out of the way. You just did your first ever yep. solo stand-up comedy show. Did. How did it feel? Felt nice. I did a, a 30, 36-minute set. Yeah, as they say in the biz. In the biz, uh, yeah, I did a set. It was, uh, it was, it felt really good. I, uh, I had a good time. I credit my openers who were phenomenal. I had yourself to help me warm up the old crowd, get them right in the in the sweet spot. Our friend Mark Jiggy Jagarjian. Yes, Jiggy was here. He did his damn thing. Um, we did, we did our thing. But I got to tell you, it, it's almost infuriating how well you did. <laughs> I mean, you were so mad at me. It was it, nice. just like so to to sustain energy, laughs, attention over the course <laughs> of thirty six minutes. Uh, your very first time out. It, it's almost like I I, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> I want to go back to my room and reevaluate everything I've done over the last twenty oh, plus don't years. Don't sell yourself but... short. You're gonna make a kid. I really think. <laughs> Is it so, Papa? Don't do it, buddy. Don't do it. One day you'll make us all proud. But honestly, it was it was absolutely. And Jig and I were talking in the lobby afterwards. It just just uh, we we expect you to do well. We were blown away at how incredible you did over the course. It, it's not just like you did great at the beginning. Like you did great the whole set, Thank you, buddy. The whole set. Thank you. I think it's because you really fuck you. The whole set. <laughs> the whole thirty six. Not minutes. fair. The whole thirty-six minutes. Unbelievable. Um, I will say, I think I needed laughter right now, and I think yes. I, I think I was feeding off the fun of it and and the and the laughter, and it was it was a good crowd. It was a good time. I was very happy to do it. I did. Jiggy had clued me in that I'm pretty sure I was calling the host comic the wrong name all night. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm pretty sure, like with authority. Yeah. And I was like calling him, and I made you. What laugh did you call him? I called him Nick, and I'm pretty sure his name is Chris. Okay. So we will find out tonight. We have more shows tonight. Well, he committed. He, he was in it every time I called him. He's like, "Yep," and but, but I don't. I'll know be Nick then, for you. But Joe? I remember that time that he was. I was trying to tell him. Remember, he was telling you a story, and I was trying to chime in. Mm-hmm. He was like mentioning something, and in the back, and I was like, he kept ignoring me. And I said, "Okay, well, fuck me. I guess you don't want to hear what I have to say." And you busted out laughing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, we'll find out tonight. So I guess we'll have to tell on the next episode if I was calling him the wrong name. Yeah. I, I do that with authority, though, and that's when it feels bad, when you do it with authority. He could think you're fucking with him, though, Maybe. too, because of your nature. Oh, he's crazy. But, uh, you know, before we get into it, I do want to say, it was knowing everything you're going through, et cetera, et cetera, it, you could see, like, a light bulb go off when you were on stage. I think as happy as that audience was, you could see that you were just as happy. Yeah. 
it was nice to be doing some laughing. A lot of support and love out here. I, I really appreciate because it. Because I, I was telling you, I take pictures throughout the course of the show. I know. I, I posted one and credited you. Uh, thank you, by the way, for that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I hope to get nominated for my work with that picture. You take but, a good picture. Um, Jiggy took some pictures of him. He looks like he's part of a hostage negotiation process. <laughs> Because he's one of the sweetest guys off stage. He's one of the nicest guys. And he's so stoic. <sighs> I was looking for a picture where I saw him smiling, and I was scrolling through. I was like, he doesn't smile. He looks angry. He and he's always angry. He's smiling now. Yeah. 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 He's here in the room with us, and he's just sitting there smiling, laughing. But on stage, he's angry. I think the cold does it to him. I, I, yeah. Because <laughs> he's originally from Florida. Well, Best Buy just closed up by him. Yeah, I think that's part that's of it, too. That's a big thing. He's got, he's got post-Best Buy blues. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, uh, two cool moms. I mean, let's get into it. This is what we do here. We we give. We both had strong mothers. Uh, feel we feel we're touch. We're, we are in. <laughs> we we are tuned into the motherly advice to how to help people. And we said, you know what? We're going to give this gift to the world. We, we we were blessed and bestowed a gift from our mothers, and we can't keep it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have got to share this superpower with. Who the world. are we? If Who we keep we? it to ourselves, exactly. Yeah. What kind of assholes? And <laughs> <laughs> Steve Byrne and I, we are not. We are not a-holes. Far from it. So we have these. Let me take a look here, and I'll go to our first yeah. um, our first dilemma. Uh, this says, I'm not a mother, but I take care of my sisters. How do you... Wait, I'm not a mother, but I take care of my sisters. How do you get little kids to listen at bedtime? She takes care of her sister's kids, I think is what she's saying. Yes. Yeah, How do you get little kids to listen? Oh, okay. Big dilemma. That's, by the way... Any parent knows what this is. When it's bedtime, there's an adrenaline rush that kicks in for some reason, and it's time to jump on the bed. Yep. It's time to play with a toy. Yep. Uh, it's time to wrestle. It's the question. Like it's always like, wait, what, wait, one more, Dad. What happened? My my son uh, Remington does this thing now. Dad, Dad, hold on. What would happen if there never, ever, never, ever was? <laughs> Plants. Like, I'll ask like a question like that. And he'll just add like the word like everything. So I have to go through these long things about it. And every time I try to shut the door, same thing. Wait, one more, one more. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. And as he's thinking, the more never and evers like just keep continuing. So by the last one, it's like 47 never evers. And it's like, and he's like, toilet bowls. <laughs> they just look for an excuse to hang out. And I think what it is yeah. uh, for me, especially, is. They don't. My daughter doesn't like to be alone. Like she, like she likes the fun of being around sure. and hanging around people. Um, and then she doesn't want the day to end. Especially when you're, you know, I know we're two cool moms, but especially when you're a really cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> they really want the fun to keep going. Yeah. And I think it's it, that's when you need the good cop, bad cop. Are you in your house the purveyor of fun? I I am. Yeah. I, I I can already tell the dynamic is mom is is no fun. She's looking at the bills. It's going to cost this. It's going to co- no, we don't have time to do that and daddy's just like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime I have got like a chore to do or something, the kids come with me and they want to because they know they're going to get something or right. do something fun or we're going to goof off. Whereas if mom's like, "Hey, I got to go to the grocery store. You guys want to come?" It's like, "Beat it, bitch. I got the iPad." <laughs> I got Roblox yeah, cooking I love here. seeing your kids saying that too. I can picture them. <laughs> but I, I try to always, and this is a trick that I had learned and I like doing it, is always attribute the fun suggestions to both of you. And I think that's really important. It's always like, you know, but like Milano would be like, I can't sleep. Can I come in your bed? Right. And whatever. And, I, and watch one episode of Muppet Babies. Love Muppet Babies, by the way. The reboot's great. Couldn't, is it stand, really? couldn't stand the penguin in the beginning. 
they Muppet added this Baby, new where penguin. is this? Netflix? Yeah, or this is on uh, Disney Hulu? Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. It was a new, it was a, they added a penguin named Summer. And yep. she's very artsy. At first, we didn't connect, but now I dig her. <laughs> uh, but she, but um, like when Milana would like that, and I was like, yeah, she could come. I'd be like, okay, me and mom think you should come. Like, and so we try to attribute the fun right. to both of us because I think then they just start asking the one fun parent, and it stops them from pitting like the two parents against yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. My issue with my both kids is, did you brush your teeth yet? And for some reason, she's like, why have you not brushed your goddamn teeth yet? I've asked you eight times. And I think that's the dynamic where it's like, look, I'm all about having fun. I'm all about doing whatever you want. But there is a time to get serious as well. You know, oral hygiene comes first in my household. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. My son took a shower. Sorry, Ken. Years from now, you're never going to see this. (laughs) He took a shower and... I don't know what it is lately, but he, he's got to rock a deuce after the shower. Oh. So he rocked a deuce, and he's, he's five. He doesn't – he wipes, but – Ish. You know, it's it, – yes, wipe-ish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on ABC this fall after blackish, <laughs> wipe-ish. <laughs> so Kent uh, rocks a deuce, and my wife, being, you know, extremely wifey, gets in there and is like, let me see your – let me see, turns around pulls a cheek up like she's lifting the hood of a car <laughs> and she's like you're getting back in the shower because ah, Kent absolutely would have just been like fuck it let a cake up <laughs> you know we'll figure it out tomorrow so she does a re- full reshower instead of just grabbing a wet wipe full reshower oh, that's, get in that's dedication to her god yeah. bless her that's dedication to her she wants a clean hole <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so getting back to the question yeah, about Kent's, how to, Kent's bottom looked like the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. You know, it had fangs, I, I tentacles. Love, I love how the question is, how do you get your kids to sleep at night? And we're talking about this. Um, sorry, I would say sorry. I would say the kids sleeping at night, two things I do is I uh, I do a list where it's like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to do snuggles. We're going to do pets. Yep. And we're going to do story. We're going to do secret. And then yep. we're going to uh, kiss goodnight and leave. And then when we go through the list, it feels like, okay, we've done everything. Yeah. I think that helps. A list helps. So a, I would say a try a list. Yeah, a regiment, if you will. A regiment, if you will. Uh, but I also think you got to cut the cord. You got to cut the cord to go. Oh, we're done. We're done. I got to go. And lights go off. Night light goes on. You leave the room. Don't come it. back in. Don't come back. Don't in. come back in. Don't if come you come in. back in, they know that they could get you with a cry or with a, I'm thirsty or oh my god, my I'm bleeding. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Look, this whole <laughs> thing. It's like make. Don't make eye contact. Right. That's the whole thing. Once it's over, it's like yeah. when when you're at a strip club. Don't make eye contact with the stripper because now you're on the hook. That's it. Now she's laced in. You're I pretend I'm blind when I'm in strip clubs. <laughs> I wear the big glasses. I come in with a stick. It just helps. So I'm all much. about feels. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> well, I think that's. Uh, yeah, it's I don't think it's pretty sound advice. Good. You're right? welcome. Really, is what the two cool moms. Are <laughs> yeah, go with the list. I would say, and don't go back in. Those are the two big things. Don't go back in. A hundred percent. Okay. Uh, is from uh, seems like a very pleasant young man. I'm not going to say who he is, mm-hmm. uh, but should I pursue culinary arts or software development as a career? Do you want to do, do, do you want to make this money is, or not? Well, this is quite a pendulum swing. This is this is a big swing. Culinary arts or software development hmm. as okay. a career. Well, let's see. Well, culinary arts. Seems like that would be uh, fulfilling for the soul, the heart. That's where the heart seems to be speaking from. And the software, I don't know if you could be passionate. Well, you might be, but about software engineering. Yeah. So it seems, it looks like a dollar versus desire situation to me. Yeah, one is practical versus a, a, a genuinely invested hobby. Look, these days... Food is so big. I mean, yeah. you, you go through your Instagram feed and look at suggestions. I, I'm constantly seeing bowls of pasta in mine, <laughs> which I'm like, fuck, yes. 
Um, in my 20s, it was like, all right, who's going to Barbados? I want to see some bikini shots. Right, right. And now it's just, I, I, I love looking at It's like food, Pittsburgh so. Penguin posts and pasta. That's, <laughs> that's it. Right, that's right, yeah. It's like Hockey, comics, food. and food. Yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, I, I, would, I would suggest to this young individual, wherever your passion lies, I would pursue that because you can monetize it. And even if you're not monetizing it, you, he looked very young. I think take your 20s. It's a blank check. Have as much fun as you want. Make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And eventually, through the distillation of becoming a Plinko chip, you're going to land in that 25 grand hole. You're going to land right in the middle because you, you're going to know 10, 20, 30 years from now, if you find yourself in a cubicle, you're going to be looking back going, well, at least I tried. Or you, you'll be at that job in that cubicle going, this is what I like doing, though. Hmm. Interesting, Mom. Interesting. Thank you. I have a different take on it. Yes, Mommy? I say that if you're able to pursue your passion... Nope, 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 nope. I'm sorry, God. I didn't even wait for it. I was just <laughs> trying to be able animal. to pursue your passion... I was a caddy mommy. You were a caddy mommy, but that's yeah. okay. You know, baby... We have different baby. phases of moms. That's <laughs> yeah, I was caddy mommy. You didn't have your latte yet. Yeah. It's okay. Um, what I will say is... I, I, if you can pursue your passion as a hobby mm -hmm. successfully and still pay the bills, you just have to work doubly as hard. And I think that's possible with culinary arts and software engineering because the software engineering hours are going to end. And then you could just work on cooking at night and getting your, you know, honing your skills. Right. Maybe even on the weekends, hosting some sort of parties, working for a caterer, really getting your side hustle going and still pay the bills. It's going to make you not. It'll take away uh, – I think a lot of people fall out of love with their passion because there's a sense of desperation. See, I, agree. I, I understand why you disagree. And as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> because I think even to get selfish as a stand-up comic, so many stand-ups, when you start, you have another job. Exactly. And you go off at night and you pursue your hobby. And eventually, you, if you're successful enough and in whatever faction you're doing, you're going to come to that fork in the road. Yep. And that's – that's yeah. where you make the real decision. I, I, didn't come to, I didn't come to my fork to like 32, 34. Like I was, everything was, it was a side hustle until my early, you know, my 30s. So I worked the job mm -hmm. during that time. What did you do with your job in the beginning before you end? I came out of college and I was a waiter. The last job I had was the at the Aegean on 72nd in Columbus in New York City. And I was waiting tables while I was going to stand-up comedy clubs at night. And I was at stand-up New York on the Upper West Side. And what I did was I would take the trash out mm. And see people, be at the host stand, and that was, I, I worked all, all the shows, and the deal was, I got five minutes at the end of the really? night. So 12, 12.30 is when I got to go do five minutes. I didn't get paid at all. So I worked my job, and then I worked a second job, but I never got paid for it. But the job, the, the payment yeah, was paid the experience. experience. Exactly. That's, That's right. what it was. Cool moms tell you. Um, so you never had a job, like a cubicle job. You were I never industry. did corporate America. What did you go to college stuff? for? Theater. So I was oh, doomed to be unemployed. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> oh, completely. Complete waste of money. But the deal I made with my father, he said, get a degree, and then you can do whatever the hell you want. I don't care, but just he get just a degree. He just wanted to have a degree. He wanted you to check that box. That he, his exactly, kid went to college. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but, but your last job was? A baby store salesman, a training program manager for a baby store. I was at Giggle, and I was selling, and I was training, I was training salespeople. You on can't how to feel sell. good. Being a grown man in your 30s saying, where do you work? Giggle? Giggle, yeah. yeah. You mean Google? <laughs> nope. Giggle. I wouldn't correct people. Where do you work? Giggle, Google? Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah. What, what do you do there? I'm in the, I was in the baby department <laughs> of Google. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting gig, Giggle, because I, 
didn't have Giggle at me. that point. I wasn't. I was 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Didn't even. I actually didn't even have like a full time girlfriend when I started the job. <laughs> I was in no sort of relationship. Had no kids. No experience with any of it. And I was. I can't believe you couldn't get use. laid by telling. <laughs> what do you do for? I work at Giggle. It's like. <laughs> See ya. It was nice meeting what's you. Up? Hey, what's up? I'm a, I'm a giggle. <laughs> um, but I, I, that job was like, it allowed me to do my side hustle. So like, because that job ended at six, you know, 7 PM and then I would start do, filming as on the weekends we'd film and whatnot. And I would edit at night when I went back home and got the stuff up on the internet and things. Would you, were you happy there? I was. And would you, do you think had you guys not struck lightning in a bottle, would you, would still you still be, be there? there? That's interesting. If the company didn't go under, Oh, it went under? Yeah, it did. They but I needed you, I dude. Needed I feel bad. You left and it all went to shit. <laughs> no, they survived for a while without me. Let's not let's be real. They were around for like a decade. But think all the giggles that are lost out I know, there. I know. Nobody's I giggling giggles, anymore, I man. I giggles in real life. No. <laughs> I was giving giggles, right? And now I'm just still doing it. Like a cool mommy, I'm out here giving giggles. Uh, uh, 36 minutes. <laughs> that's it. 36 minutes of giggles. It. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think that I had run my course there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I've I've hit my peak of what I could do there. Do you think about what potentially you you would be doing right now if if you guys did not take off on True? Would you still be doing? Would you still be doing comedy sort of, in some I would, form or fashion? I, I think I would maybe, but I definitely would be as if I had to like have a nine to five or a sales for me. Is I always loved sales, being yeah. in sales. I always loved being a salesman. I always loved trying to help people find products I could help them or whatnot, or working on that like that commission basis and trying to like hit. Hit. Like I, I fell into like furniture sales, which I wasn't very passionate about furniture. But then mm-hmm. when you start selling what you're selling, I always believed you have to believe what you're selling and you have to like like it. Right. So I fell into furniture and I was like, oh, this was fun. And I never thought I would be a furniture salesman. Right. You know, so sales probably where I would end up. Well, to answer his question, on the count of three, he said software development or culinary arts. I think gun to our head, you have to choose one. On three, we'll both give our answers. One, two, three. Software. Culinary arts. <laughs> So we differ. We differ. We, we differ. differ. Okay. We differ. You would say software development. I would say go. But why would you say that? Because I think you could pr- pursue the culinary arts. I think you could have your. I, I live a life of ends, not ors. I've always said that. Like I think you could do both. I don't think you have to pick one. Right. If you had to pick one, mm-hmm. go with software development, and you know microwave dinners. <laughs> <laughs> There's a full line of microwave dinners that are out there that I think everybody would enjoy. I think. Uh, I think we did it. Okay. So this is another question here. Um, this is. Four words. Oh, that's all we. That's all the, this person needed. Four words. Ready? Ready. Charlie doesn't love me. Charlie's loss. Charlie's loss. Fuck Charlie. Fuck Charlie. Who, what does Charlie got to say about it? Yeah. Who is Charlie? Who is Charlie? If Which, you think about it, what makes Charlie so good? I'll give you even one better. What is Charlie? What is Char- <laughs> what is Charlie? These days, you got to ask that question. Yeah, and then why Charlie? Why, why Charlie? Why are we looking for Charlie's approval here? We don't need Charlie. No. No. You're gonna go do, out there and do, you find yourself a Randy. Or an Alfred. You don't know who's out there. You know what? Fuck Charlie. Get a Chuck. That's right. You get yourself a Chuck. You seem... A Chuck trumps a Charlie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no one wants a Charlie. You want a Chuck. You want a Chuck. You feel secure when... Look, if you're if you're on the side of the road, you got a, your car went out, yeah. Chuck will be there in five. Yep. You feel... That's a name Chuck's that says, coming. my car's going to get... I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be all right. Yeah. Charlie's coming. Oh, God. Charlie's a bitch. <laughs> Charlie's a bitch. <laughs> Charlie's raiding the fridge and, you know, he's taking everybody's lunch and stuff. Yeah. He's- Charlie eats a bread and butter pickle, not a dill spear. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck breaks into a dill spear. Charlie, when you have a slice, when you have the pizza pie, yep. there's always the last slice. There's that moment it's like, do you want the... 
Charlie doesn't ask. No. Charlie takes that Charlie nice takes slice. slice. Fuck Charlie. No way. We Chuck takes Charlie. that butter knife and splits it in a two-ski. And he's like, you know what? Here you go. Let's have it. And if Charlie's going to split it, if we're going to be honest, Charlie's a real asshole and he cuts it in half sideways. Oh, nobody gets it. You don't share the crust. And by the way, Charlie eats his pizza with a fork and knife. Yeah. Fuck he cuts Charlie. it all up in little squares. Fuck Stupid Charlie. Charlie. I don't like Charlie. Oh, uh, no. When is it? When you're sitting on a couch and there's a chased lounge, Charlie plops himself right in the corner right away. This is his Charlie spot. <laughs> Chuck's like, you want to snoogle? Come on over and I'll hold you. I'll Hold you and make you feel safe in the chase lounge. That's what happens. Last time I saw Charlie, he was he was raiding the Capitol on January sixth. <laughs> That's so much I don't like Charlie. Fuck do you Charlie. know a Charlie? I don't. And do you know I was a thinking Chuck? about it? The only Charlie I know is um is Charlie Brown. I don't. I haven't over the course of my you life. Don't know a real life Charlie. I have. I have a Charlie. I know a Charlie. Yeah. I, I like him. I never called him Chuck. The only Chuck I know is Norris, that I don't know. But. The real life Charlie, I would know. I wouldn't be surprised if that Charlie went by Chuck, because he's like I think I do know one Charlie. I take it back. Do you, Charlie Veracola, a great comic? Um, personally, you know him. Personally, I know him, and hasn't he's made much of an impact of, on your life. I take everything back I said five, about Charlie. Five minutes we've been talking, and you had to search your brain and couldn't find a Charlie. He's the sweetest guy. Oh, great! Now I feel bad. Oh no, we'll have bad. to edit this part out. And I, I went to a, a, a school with a kid named Chuck Rao, and Chuck recently transitioned. Into I, I forget uh, her name now, but uh, that's that's Charlie. the one Chuck I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a Charlie actually. Uh, Charlie transitioned in, 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 independent film. A girl, yeah. uh, a female, her name was Charlie. Was and she hot? Yeah. At anytime you right. your girl and your name your name is Charlie or Billy, you're or Billy. There's always yeah. they're they're hot. Yeah, a girl with a guy's name yeah. is always stunning. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's the only other, that's the only the Charlie I knew. I don't think I knew. Uh, it's like welcome to Hooters. Charlie will be here in a minute. You're like, oh, <laughs> what the Charlie? Charlie? And he's like, what but, the fuck? Charlie, and they, and they leave the e off, and I think that's a big thing. You don't need that e. There's no there's no time for it. There's no hot and e and hot. <laughs> I'm too busy looking at you. I don't got time to spell. Let's get to it. I love so I think you. I think overall we found that you don't need Charlie's love, and that's a good. That was good. Exactly. I think that's great. All right, let's go. Listen, to you our... don't even want to chase love. If love wants to be given to you, that's the kind of love you want. That's right. That's how I try to live my life. It it it, it just works. Yes. Okay. Uh, we need dinner, but we can't be bothered to move off the sofa. Oh, I hate this. Any advice? We've all been there. I've all been there. Have kids. Have kids, and they'll do your tasks for you when it starts about six years old. This is my favorite thing about Milana. Yeah. She is can't wait to help daddy on a mission. Really? Milana, daddy forgot his wallet upstairs. I'm going to send you on a mission. It's on It's on my nightstand. Could you go get it? Dude, that's so Got smart. your dad, goes and gets it. Yeah. Completed the mission. High five. Mission yeah. complete. The missions great. are basically just chores <laughs> that your fat, lazy father doesn't want to do. Daddy needs a mission. Daddy's mission. I forgot the cookies. I'm having my coffee. I forgot the cookies on the counter. Here's a mission. Can I have one? Sure. That's your reward for that mission. So you give them, you give them little treats? Little missions? Yeah, sometimes. Well, I, yeah, I got to treat them like my dogs. I was just going to say that, dude. Yeah. You treat them like the no, 18 no. stowaways you have living in your house. 16. Okay. Are week, you serious? This week it's 16. Yeah. Is it 16? It's 16. We lost a couple. Rest in pesto. Rest in peace, pesto. Uh, we, yeah, but we're at 16 now. But I, I do like... You have 16 dogs. 16 dogs now, yeah. Uh, you, got a, you got a big home and a lot of land. A lot so of it's, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, but a lot of them are old and don't move, if we're going to be honest. They all just hang out in the senior center. You're giving them a nice... Send off. I give him a good. That's exit, what you're doing. Good exit strategy. <laughs> Got it. The Gatto pups are all about the exit strategy at this point. Are, are there days where you feel like I, I, I'm treating these dogs a little better than the kids? The kids. Do you? Do you? I think there's honestly, days where the kids feel that way. 
have they ever pulled you aside? Like, Dad, Dad can come, you, come here a second. We, we got to have a Well, I will say this. Like, if I'm, like, cuddling one of the dogs, like, a biscotti's on my lap, and I'm giving biscotti, you know, some pets, and my daughter <laughs> comes over. It, tell me. It's like, Daddy, will you play I, I, with me? It's like, I'm a lot of busy, buddy. You play me? I'm like, I'm, I'm covered in dogs right now. <laughs> I was like, I can't really disrupt the dogs. Like, I catch myself saying that, and sometimes I'm like, yeah. you, you got to stop that. You got to get up and play. Your kid is going to grow up hating dogs. Yeah, because, no. Because you gave them all the attention. I did. I, I I do a good job of sharing the attention, but I will catch myself sometimes in my heart saying I don't want to get up. Right. And then in reality being like, you got to get up and play with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the advice is sofa, get kids. Get kids. I think you need somebody to help, you know, uh, to get the to get the food to be brought to you and children fill that role for you. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but one of the big takeaways is you have a little butler that will go and get your food for you. <laughs> I think that's important. A butler that picks his nose. Don't you? Don't you use your children to uh, run errands, tasks them around the house? Uh, I don't. I don't think I. You're older too. You have older ones. They're I, taller. Yeah, nine and nine, nine and six. I said my son was five. Uh, six. Sorry, right, but the nine-year-old's tall. You could reach Livy's second. Yeah. Livy could get that. Livy could get that. Livy could get that second shelf snack you're looking for. That's right. Yeah, she could. But I, I don't. I don't do that. I, I did that a lot when I was a kid to my little brother. Yes, I got that all the time because I was a little brother with two yeah. little sisters. All the time it happened. He was my servant, and he. The thing about <laughs> he was my having servant. He, he really was, and I feel bad about it. But also the thing I realized. I, I used to have a joke about my stand. The the thing you realize when you're an older brother to the younger brother. I got He Man. He got Skeletor. You know, right. it's like I was always Batman. He was always Robin. He could never be Batman. Yep. It's like, I want to be Batman. It's like, bitch, I'll make you Wonder Woman under my authority. <laughs> Get on that fucking bike and let's solve this crime. You know, that was a joke. But you feel bad for like the younger kids. So you were the youngest, though. I was the youngest. But what, I had two older sisters. I didn't have an older brother. That's a very different dynamic. Right, right. Older, yeah. older brother is a different dynamic than older sisters, for sure. And what is it, what, what do you think the, the difference is? Um, I think it's just in the, well, I think you just summed it up where you were like, bitch, I'll make it like, there's an authority of an older brother, which yeah. the sisters don't have. It's more of a maternal thing where it's like, they soften you right in some good ways, some bad ways where you were, sometimes you wish I had an older brother. So you weren't getting your ass kicked in fights. But I think it's like for sisters, it's more of a, they try to like mold you, but you end up like, like they played this game where they would play house and I wouldn't be like the kid. They made me the dog. <laughs> I was the puppy that, oh lived under, that lived under the kitchen. That's where it all started. That's where it all started. Yeah. So it was like a weird, like different thing. And like we did the, they played hotel and they'd be the hotel managers. And I would have to be like the, the, uh, the what kind of hotel was this? The doorman. It was a nice hotel. Actually, they had it pink was. phones that they connected to each other. They had like <laughs> pink, and I could never answer the phones. Right. I always had to like carry the bags. Like it was like that kind of shit. So, but there, there was never like the physical aspect because when you're never. brothers, we yeah we threw down. But yeah, I only got in a one fight with my oldest. My oldest sister was six, is six years older than me. The middle sister is three years. Me, the middle sister and I hated each other for a long time. Now she's my best friend. My older sister were only we only got in one physical altercation once. Really, she kicked me in the stomach and I went down hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not messing with that one. She was the athlete too. So she smoked you. She smoked me. And she's also if she's six years older than you, that's yeah, a I mean, big I got gap. A six year old Probably. sister kicked me a 10 year old brother in the stomach there's a big difference there yeah i had to really piss her off though because she was su- she's she sweet i forget at this point but it had to be something bad that it took her to to fisticuffs because <laughs> it it had never happened never. the other 16 uh, years. and it never happened after that yeah it was only one time thing okay so if you're on the sofa yep have kids have kids they'll do it all for you i would say that and i think you need to tap into that i need to tap into that and i'll get back to you i'll i'll give it a trial run try this week and yeah. i'll let you know what it is all i'll right. check in with thanks. you thanks please yeah. please can you get that for me <laughs> Oh, um, Joe, I need help on a first kiss. 
This is very sweet. Oh. This is a, a young man, I believe, that has not had his first kiss Got yet. it. Okay, so he needs help on his first kiss. Okay, let's get into it. Um, my first kiss, I was late, late teens. Late teens for my first kiss. Actually, no, Amanda Fantacola kissed me in eighth grade on the on the playground, stole a kiss from me, and I thought it was gross. Well, how old were you? I was in eighth grade. And I was like, gross. At eighth grade, you didn't, you, yeah. you didn't, you weren't into. I wasn't into a kiss on the playground. No, because it was stolen from me. It was stolen valor. Uh, I, I think my first like kiss where I wasn't like into it. I had a bad first attempt. I tried yeah. to kiss Danielle Kennedy at the movies. That didn't work out. How old were you there? I was in late eighth grade. Wait, so in eighth grade you had your first like. Somebody went for you, and then yes. you went for somebody. And I went for somebody. Why Why were you not receptive to the first one in eighth grade? I don't know. Maybe because it caught me by surprise. It was on the playground. The atmosphere wasn't right. <laughs> Daniel at- Kennedy. Yeah, Daniel Kennedy. Where was the atmosphere? Where were you guys? We were outside in a pl- on a playground. At the playground. You, you know? know? Playground. So at the playground? Chilling. Aisha. Oh, that's Aisha, yeah. Yes. I did like... I will say when I when I I wasn't afraid to fail when I went for the kiss for Daniel Kennedy. You can't. You, you can't, can't be afraid. So I would say to this person, don't be afraid to fail. I do want to say something. Well, yeah. I mean, this is it's two cool moms. It's not just one. So <laughs> one cool to... one cool mom and Steve. <laughs> um, I, I think there's there's the conundrum, right? Do you want your first kiss because you're going to remember your first kiss, but do you want it to be like special, somebody you really got a crush on, or? You just want to get over with. Check check the box. Yeah. Do you want to check the box or do you want to make it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a valid point. There's so much. There's so much uh, anticipation around it. Yeah. So it's not going to be good. We should put that out there for everybody, right? Like nobody's first kiss. You really don't know what you're doing a lot. No, but it is, especially if you're going Frenchy. You don't know what to do with that. Well, that's what first kiss is, right? Well, not all for not all people. I don't know where you grew up. Wait, I grew up in a God fearing country. <laughs> I don't know. You're throwing your tongue around people. <laughs> well, I, what are you talking about? Like you know, sloppy grandma kissing, <laughs> like like that. But I don't know how you kiss. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the eyes go go. You go dark. I do think. Yeah, I think my tongue was too aggressive on my first kiss. If I'm remembering qu- correctly. Oh, nobody's nobody's like a lifetime movie like. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, it just like... Oh, my God. What Lifetime movies are you watching? Figure eights, right? You got to go figure eights. That's what I heard. That's what my friends all told me. Go figure eights. <laughs> oh, is that what figure you were told? Eights, you That's what I was told. Wow, I didn't know that. I was not given any advice. I was given figure eights, but I know that I froze up and I folded like a straight up, just like stiff tongued in and didn't even really do much with it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the recipient was like a... Oh. Like, <laughs> like, that'd be a great show to see like... I, like two kids kissing and seeing how they <laughs> react. Like, whoa, is, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But you know what? Wait not, not like, a minute. Like, Let's clarify. Not like in a creepy. Like, <laughs> Next question, please. Your Honor. <laughs> what I meant to say was uh, just to no, see I the see reactions, right, the reactions like, like how are, a girl would react, how a guy would react. I think what you're getting at the core of that is real moment, moments, uh, real life moments, like real reactions to real milestones in life. And it doesn't have yeah. to just be kissing. Like like a lot of firsts. That, that would be interesting to see. Right? Yeah. Your first kiss, your first, you know. Uh, okay. No. So your Honor, again, please let me. please. Your Honor. I, guys. I, the first I time entertainment. Is I, that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I think like, like even like your first like. Um, 
Or it's just even like big moments. First like, job. I, right. Your first job or the, your first time you came home from like your first paycheck. Do you remember that? The first time you deposited a check in the bank. Oh, yeah. That was great. fantastic. First murder. Your first time you got away with it. You, yeah, yeah. You all those that. things. Yeah. Love that. All those things. Yeah. <laughs> so kids kissing and murder is Cut really dark. what we want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, how old are you in eighth grade? 13, 14? Uh, yeah. 12, 13. She were, that was your first. You got, you got double hit. Double hit. You got hit. And then you, I got you kissed. Uh, hit, no, no, I attempted. The Guess kiss. how old I was when I first kissed? Late twenties. <laughs> oh, You're close. No way, really? <laughs> Eighteen. American? What? Eighteen years old, American? Eighteen. Wow. I was. I, I graduated high school. I had my oh. diploma before I kissed a girl. Oh my goodness! Isn't well, that well, you were really studious, though. You were really studious. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a horrible student, and obviously, I. But I look back on it, and I I, I grew up in a really small township in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Two hundred kids in my class. So this was like eight hundred. The whole school and cut that in half because you weren't into boys. <laughs> so then you got now you you're looking at a pool of four hundred. Then out of them, who are into Asians? <laughs> who, who's got a who's got a kink? Right, you got to get that. And, so it's tough for you. It was tough to fill that niche <laughs> in uh in the nineties. Not many girls were into. It's not like today where you watch a Snickers commercial and there's like three Asians, you Absolutely. know, parkouring <laughs> with three black kids and you know a, a mulatto. So it's like it was just white people. Did you, okay, so did you, was it by choice or was it by? No. No, because you're charismatic as AF. But no, when, but you know, I slow develop with everything. Got it, of course. Slow out of the gates with everything. And even like, I didn't know what pomade was or I didn't know what conditioner was. Really? In high school. I thought you just put the Johnson and Johnson, right? Hold, uh, you know, you just throw it in. There it is. Your hair is all wiry. I look like a mad scientist. <laughs> um, zits everywhere. Oh yeah, bad acne. Oh bad acne. Even back then, really bad. Yeah, I got a little one here. Really, right now. But uh, every now and then I get one. But let's talk about my zit. <laughs> Nobody was even talking about <laughs> it. Nobody likes me. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. You'll get your first kiss. You don't, don't worry, understand. Pal. Just keep my. Food in the microwave. I'll eat by myself, you fucking assholes. Oh, wow. Nobody gets me. <laughs> and we're the ones solving problems. You need your own episode. Did you submit this question? Can I tell you something? Yeah. I can't. I, this, as I was spiraling and goofing off, I remember telling. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I remember telling. Tell it. Tell it. I remember telling my cat tips because he had white tips. And I we I named him when I was little, but Tips used to come to my room and cuddle with me. And there was a time I think it was in high school. I was petting Tips. I go, <laughs> I said to the cat, I go, "You're the only one that understands me." <laughs> <laughs> you. Wow. So this 18 year old kiss oh, is not surprising to no. me anymore. Lost. Oh. Little Stevie Byrne was lost in the woods. Oh, a babe in the forest. You were the, you, the cat was... And the cat... You know the cat didn't give a shit. The cat was like... Cat this like is where the sun is in the house. <laughs> as the cat's licking its asshole. Yeah. It's like, huh? I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's got a hairball. It's like, I got you, Steve. <laughs> you look like you understand me. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, That's I can't so sad. I said that out loud. Yeah. Well, I slept with a teddy bear till I was fourteen. Get out! Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. I still have him. Shut the. Yeah, my fuck Winnie up. the Pooh was that, and I I went to bed till I was twelve. I was a late bloomer with a lot of stuff. And where was the hole? It came out the pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> where was the hole that you? <laughs> Dope. I show, show us on the teddy bear. Where, where you... is it? Oh, there it is. Where it is it's right, right there. Here. Yeah. I I 
<laughs> when was the only one that understood you, me? No, and, and your sisters didn't make fun of you because you had older sisters. Yeah, like, no, Joe, they, 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 were kind of, they were kind of sweet. But no, you know, my. Did you have to like if you didn't have your t- what was his name? Winnie the Pooh it was Winnie. I oh, so it, it was, was Winnie. Winnie you didn't rename it. No, but it was like a region. It was like a jankified one. It was like an old school. It was not really like mm-hmm. it was like my grandmother. Could you not it, like, sleep without it? Was it one of those things? Or I just remember like a- the night that my mother made me not sleep with it, and I was like, "All right, as long as I get to see it." And she no. put it on the f- on and my you were desk, and I'm 14, and I got to look to make sure that Winnie was still there and Winnie was okay. It's crazy, right? What a little bitch. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't have an older brother to tell me. Wow. Yeah, oh, my God. 14 years old. I remember that. I remember that night like it was like it was last night. I was laying in my bed. I had this brown wooden desk in my room. And when he was <laughs> perched in the corner, just eyeballing at me. And I yeah. felt so. And I sat there and I sat. I slept. <laughs> I slept sitting up so when he could see me. I didn't want to lay flat. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. I was a very sensitive child. I was a freshman in high school. Oh. God, dude. Isn't that crazy? And you still got your first kiss. And you still got your first kiss before right, me. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You sl- I wish I was on the playground. He sleeps with a teddy bear. Don't kiss him. <laughs> I got bad acne, but I'm a man. I'm a man. Look oh, my me. God, dude. I'm that's a man crazy. who doesn't use conditioner. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So I guess for the first kiss, uh, go for it. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. And you're going to fail, and it's going to be terrible, but it'll be out of the way. I think that's what the moms are saying. Yeah, I think the, I think the moms say uh, be sweet about it. Yes, right. Be respectful. Of course. Uh, make it a nice moment. Maybe it's at a movie theater. It's it's got to be a first date. I would assume you don't do this in the hallway. No, or a playground. And you don't want to do it when the sun's up. No, definitely not. It's creepy. No, but it's like hitting on a girl at Starbucks. It's like we don't like that. And keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open the whole time. <laughs> you want to burn that memory, that image into your mind. And when you're done, when you pull away, go right, right, <laughs> more. Friends, friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do it on the Lifetime channel. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we, oh, here we go. I gotta find here where we're at. Okay. Here. My life dilemma. My boyfriend's mom hates me and doesn't know that we are dating again, and we are scared to tell her. I love you, Joe. Again. Ooh. Mm. Okay. So obviously, I. What I'm surmising is that the mom probably interjected at some point. Mm-hmm. Got some way into his head. Get away from this girl. Right. We're just assuming, right? Or, or the girl did something that made the mother not like her, and now doesn't uh, agree with her son's choice to right. get back with said woman. Um, <laughs> right. I will say this: it's not any of the mother's business. And if you two are okay with dating each other, then you guys are dating each other. True, but I would say that there are times where you have to say maybe have a little accountability. It's like, did I... Yes. You have to question yourself. Have I done something... Let's take some stock. To, yeah, Let's yeah. take some stock. Let's take... Reevaluate right. the situation and say, okay, well, does she have a valid point? Was there something I did that was disrespectful? Well, she knows what she did. <laughs> she knows what she did. She knows why the mom doesn't like... You know. uh, like, you can't you pretend... Know. Like, we know. I don't know why the mom likes you. We know. I'm all the way know. here. You, you're asking for advice about your boyfriend. You tell another man you love him? Yeah. <laughs> You're a horrible person. That's why I know. I mean, I think like that's that's a very that's a very insightful thing, mommy, that you just said. I think it's super <laughs> important. It's super Thank important you, to have accountability yeah. for why people feel a way about you that they do. People don't make up feelings for no reason. That's right. Yeah. People come to conclusions based on your behavior and what you've done. I think it, it always goes twofold. And I, for the I, most part, I will say there are exceptions. Go ahead. Always exceptions. True, but yeah. I would say it's twofold. You you got to reassess. Mm-hmm. 
determine, should I be accountable for something? And the minute you find a fault, you need to be held accountable for something, communicate immediately. For sure. I would say, go over to Mrs. So-and-so and Her just go. so-and-so. We try to keep them accountable. <laughs> She's Asian. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I would address her and say, look, I, I understand there's some friction or whatever, but I care about your son. I love your son so much, and I want to be a part of his life, and obviously you're his mother, and I want to be respectful to you. You slept with his father. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Now what do you say? And I know you like it in the other hole. Yeah, now what do you say? I heard about it's you. Gonna be, it's going to be hard for you to come back from all this, but what we're saying is yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what other people think. <laughs> you pranked his Why? father. <laughs> Why doesn't she? Why doesn't she like me? No. Uh, in all seriousness, I think you have a valid point. <laughs> oh, she has legitimate beef. Yeah. Uh, I would say. I would say that you just need to, you know, be accountable for your actions. Find out why, but then also, uh, you know, if you and the the son there are as you say, in love or mm -hmm. really have, you know, the problem is the mom's going to be there. The mom's going to be part of this guy's life. You know, have a conversation. Got to have a conversation. Have a conversation. Can we go out to lunch? Can I take you out to dinner? Always over a meal. Always over a meal. Always over yeah. a meal. Lunch. lunch Some place she likes. Lunch is better. Safe environment. Lunch is better because, you know. Dinner's more formal. Dinner's more formal. Lunch is like, hey, let's have a chat. Two girls having some lunch. You're such a good mom. Right? You're such a good Go to mom. Lunch. Go to lunch is good because lunch also invites carryover. Maybe the lunch goes well, and now you go over to the house for dinner, and everybody has dinner together. There you go. If you're doing dinner, it's look at you. you. See? Look at you. I told you I give some good advice. Dude, this is really good advice. This is a good one. I would take that. Okay. Good right, luck. And go. don't sleep with his father. <laughs> Just bad. That's the advice. He's my fucking <laughs> husband. But why don't you like? Me? <laughs> you made him call. Oh, I don't want to say. Okay, stop okay. it. Um, okay, you you like this one? Okay, I'm just sure. right up your alley. I'm, I'm liking a lot of these. Should I fight for my dogs in divorce or let them stay together with their mother? I'm extremely confl conflicted. Now you're a, an immense dog person. And is that for me? Did <laughs> <laughs> I send that to myself? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> I think I... Uh, oh, God. So, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. So, you say I'm, I'm, a do I'm a huge dog person. Yeah. You're a huge dog person. So, I think that you're so invested in the dog. So, mm -hmm. I'd want to know his barometer of investment in the dogs. Yes, for sure. Um, but I would also like to know the number of dogs in the home. Yep, because that I think that has a big impact. I think. Do you, you split dogs up or no? Is that something I, that I do? I have. Well, I also have sixteen. So now <laughs> there's fourteen <laughs> live in one place and two live with me. But the two that are mine are super bonded to me. Like, are you taking a a, a team to the to the puppy bowl next year? I am. Who has sixteen? Yeah, I am. 16 16 yeah, I, am. I got. I got to start. I got the the Green Bay Packers of the of the puppers. The Green Bay puppers. <laughs> um, I am. Oh, I should save that for stage tonight. Um, the the thing the the thing I think that's most important is you have to look at the needs of the dog and it's hard to do because what's going to give the best life for the dog is the dog mm -hmm. okay in its environment is it happy in the, in the house like I have a dog that I really love one of my dogs but it needs right. a yard and I don't have a yard in my apartment like the, the dog needs a yard so I sure. can't take Strufula with me you know she needs outside and to run around and all that mm -hmm. so you can't be selfish in my opinion. You just got to make sure that the dog has a good life because that's what that's what it comes down to. You want to make sure the dog is having the best life it has. The two that I take my my are my two favorite. They happen to be my two favorite. They're very bonded and very anxious when I'm not home. When yeah. I come home, they go crazy. So it's a better life for them to be with me and for me. So it's a win-win for me. And who the hell notices that two are gone when you have still have 14 at the house? Right. Saying it out loud, I realize how crazy it is. 
it, it's pretty crazy, dude. <laughs> it's you more said than 16, a dozen, and I've like, taken what? two of them. The yeah. fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's my take. My take is take care of the dogs. What do the dogs need? And if it could be amicable and, and good for all parties invested, feel free to take, take some dogs with you. I don't know what's going on in the divorce, but I can only assume she's wrong. <laughs> and because she's wrong, I'd leave the dogs with her because it's one more chore for her to do. It's one more thing. You got the fur all over the house? Clean it, bitch. You got a juicy load. You come home after a hard day's work. You see a pile of shit? Clean it, bitch. And every time she does, she's going to go, God damn, Kevin. Right. He didn't help at all. So that's going right. to that, be something else that she blames Kevin for. That's right. Is his name Kevin? No, I just made it up. But I don't want. I don't want to say his name. But yeah, please don't. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Get <laughs> um, I would say yeah. I I would say that's another way to go. <laughs> I'm just sure. I'm just instantly taking the guy's side. Gotcha. Of gotcha. course. And that's you know that's what this cool mommy does sometimes. <laughs> I go I I go on the other side of the fence because as a mom I shouldn't do that. I should side with the woman. But that's how, like to go against time. That's how different I am. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, okay. I have a dilemma. Yesterday, my supervisors unknowingly recorded a conversation after a meeting I was in. And they said some really hurtful words, including that I'm a child. It's my first job. And that I'm not, quote unquote, job focused. I know you're all about kindness, and I am too. I feel betrayed and hurt. Any advice on how to approach this? So that's a good. That's good that she's acknowledging she yep. wants to approach it. Yep, yep. Um, any any advice on how to approach this? Would love some help. Oh wow! I mean, that is a, that's one of the juiciest the two cool moms ever got. This mm. give me a fork and knife. Give me a bib. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on this. You're meal. about to get in on it. I'm, I'm all in on this. Okay. Meal, yeah. Okay. So let's dissect. So the first thing is. You just you need to go through life, and this is something you learn that people are talking bad about you when you're not in the room. That happens. This is just a situation where you're hearing what the people are saying. Right. So all you are are clued in on that reality. So there's two things here. Do you have to you have to take what's been said about you and feel? Do you agree with it? Do you? feel like it was warranted do you feel like it was hurtful do you feel like it was just gossip that was like whatever and it doesn't really affect the relationship um what do you think it is so you have to first dissect was it intent was it malicious and intent right uh there's a lot of this stuff or was it just like water cooler talk where they're like oh i can't believe she's such a child you know she doesn't know how to deal with this and you you admit that it's your first job right so you know that you're uh there's a bit of nativity nativity scene to you (laughs) you're a little naive in it um so all those are contributing factors. Well, look, this conversation was recorded. They called her a child, a child and not job-focused. So I think they're not calling you a jerk. They're not right. saying you're a bitch. They're not saying That's anything good, catty. It's nothing about their personality. It's nothing about you personally. I think that what they're saying, from what I'm reading, is that you're immature. Mm-hmm. And obviously it is your first job, so maybe you are. I don't know if you're a teenager, college, whatever, but if they're saying you're a child and you're not job focused, their, their perception is that you're not pulling your weight yes. in the job. And I think anybody who's part of whatever job you are you want everybody pulling their weight because when you don't pull your weight everybody else has got to pick up the slack so i think again to go back to the conversation earlier you question yourself and say should i be held accountable should i hold myself to a higher standard or even the standard i need to 
to have at the job. And again, communicate to these individuals. Yep. Say, I, you know, look, I know it's uncomfortable. I heard this, but uh, can I we think, address I think this? You, I think you address it. I think you tell them instantly that you address it. Yeah. But don't come at it in a defensive way. But you know, be like, look, um, I'm always. This is my first job. I welcome feedback. Um, and right there, yeah. you're given so much slack. 100%. If you walk in the room and go, look, I, uh, this is my first job, mm -hmm. who wouldn't feel compassion for that or empathy and go, of course, of course. Right. And, and if these people don't act and feel that way, then screw them. They're and instantly, they'll feel, they'll feel bad because they were recorded saying yeah, this stuff. Believe me, they, they, I, I would be shocked if they did not apologize to you. If you come at it saying, hey, look, yep. it's uncomfortable. This is what it is, my first job, but can we, can we solve this? I feel so bad yeah. about what you you heard that. Oh. Yeah, because people don't want to people want don't want to know that they hear <laughs> that they got caught. <laughs> right, that's, <laughs> that's the right. thing. It's like, oh what shit. It down to Who it? recorded <laughs> this? You know, that's what it boils down to. You know, snitches get stitches, and that goes into the corporate world as well. So I think I think that's the big. I bet you know who's going to really get in trouble is the person who recorded the conversation. That's who's really <clears throat> that's the be bad in trouble. guy here. So yeah. you're not the bad. That's right. You're not the dumb naive person who's not good at their job. I don't know if they said that, <laughs> but don't let that be your takeaway. Yeah, but I think I think coming at them and telling them that you know this exists is important. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, uh, Joe. Joe, I'm tired all the time, and no matter how much sleep I get, nothing helps. What on earth do I do? Oh, is this one from you? <laughs> so I said the one about the dogs, and this one's from you. We're not supposed to send ourselves <laughs> queries. My superpower is sleeping. I love sleep. You are unbelievable. It is. I, I can feel like still my eyes are a little swollen from sleepy. Like when you wake up, you're like, ah, it's been a few hours and they still haven't <laughs> subsided. It's still high tide with my eyes. Um, but to anybody, I, I, to anybody that's enjoying, uh, first off, I hope you enjoy sleep. Yes. Let's start there. Because if you are, ride it out. <laughs> ride it out. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I will say I don't sleep much. You don't? No, I don't sleep much. Do you? So how many hours do you think you get? I need at least eight. I literally wow. need at least eight, or I can feel it. I feel like a little foggy the whole day. Okay. Um, ten to twelve is like dreams. Ten to twelve is a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> ten to twelve is a two-year-old child. What are you kidding? I want to get an hour of sleep for each dog you have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd miss a full day almost. Um, I I love. Do it. you realize you're awake as many hours as one dog that I have? Right, you're that means you're up at sixteen hours. So, um, I I get five to six. Okay, that's kind of just below what doctors recommend because they say six is what everybody should. I think get, right? that's what why my my health issues. That's why my body looks this way. You gonna blame it on that? <laughs> it doesn't have to do by eating the donuts by the dozen. <laughs> yeah, haven't quite yeah, exercised yeah. ever. Yeah. No, no, it's it's got to be this five hours. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm not much. I I enjoy sleep too. But here's the thing: like, do you have narcoleptic issues? Is that the problem that you're writing in about? Because you should see a doctor if you can't if you physically can't do it. I will say this though: when I change my diet, my sleeping, my need for sleep changed. I had more energy when I started eating better. That is true, yeah. So your diet plays so much so into much. In, in sleep, and sleep is important. I get too much of it. Because uh, you also eat a lot of pasta. I love carbs. And you get some carbs in you, and then you go nighty-night, sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> That's what you do. It's nighty-night, sleepy, sleepy, pasta, parpadel for uh, my boy I'm here. the lazy boa constrictor. Yes, you are. You just see a... You do. You know, uh, you do. I've seen you in my gullet. bowls of like pasta. And I'm like, dude, that was for the table. Like, what are you doing? Like, you just, you freaking anaconda. I don't want none unless it's got marinara, son. And you're like, oh. 
this fucking penne alla vodka by the spoonful, oh, y'all. Love it. Man, they come crazy. over with the cheese. Great it. Keep it going. Just let me get under yeah, like, like I'm at Senor Frogs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Doing shots. You know what I love about you two is like, uh, you know, you're the kind of guy that gets this has always blown my mind for people about like, oh, you know, carbs and the carbs on carbs. The pizza that has pasta on it, the pasta pizza, like a ziti slice. That, even as a fat Italian, I was like, okay, that's a little much. That's like, a, that's like a pasta sandwich. I'll tell you my guilty pleasure, what I used to do. Uh, Big Nick's on, in the 70s in Columbus, they would stay up on a five and I'd finish my sets and have them deliver it to me. I get this pizza and they had these great steak fries. You know, like you get at a country club? Yes. Oh, and they're salted, and the salt stays on the steak fry. I used to take my slices of pizza and put the fries in it. That is so bad. Bad for you, but it's I'm great, also dude. so it's proud so of you at this moment. <laughs> like, that is like fat guy level Uber right Oh, there, my man. God. Oh, and I'd wash it down with like an orange crush, which is like... You know, there's soda, and then there's like, we'll just dump all the sugar in these ones. I think you'll sleep for 16 hours, and then you wake up and go tell some jokes again. Like, oh, I wonder why. I, would I wonder why you up. need 16 hours sleep. I'd wake up at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and I'd go down to the deli and get New York Post and a bagel sandwich, and go back upstairs, read it, and take another nap. Oh, my God. Those were the days, That's man. That's insane. The best. I'm proud of you. <laughs> all right, I think we got time for one more, Mommy. Let's do it. Okay. This is a good one. All right, let's, on. hit let's hit it. I've been procrastinating a lot about, a, a lot thinking of my future. I'm stuck at this point where I look back and feel like I've achieved nothing. It's really scrambled my head and mind. Hmm. It's pretty deep. It's a big one to end on. Um, I will say this, that pressure is only coming from you. Right. Um, and if that is the case, that's fine and good and that's the only place that pressure should be coming from you shouldn't let people put that pressure on you that you need to do things or do whatever you, you'll get to where you need to be in your time so now if you're looking at it and you feel unfulfilled and you feel like you're having some problems with what you're with what you're doing you need to make a change so yeah you have to start there right yeah i i completely agree and i think anybody who has spent time writing understands the goal but the procrastination. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is just sit at your desk and write. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can write your way out of it. Sometimes it's also healthy to step away and let something lie for a week or two. I've had things lie for a month. And then something will trigger. I'll go, okay, now That's it's time. It. Yep. Now it's time to get back into it. I was, I was talking to my good friend, Joel Osborne. And he was telling me about, uh, I said, I'm because I was going through something similar, but not personally. It was something via a project. But I think anything a project can be. Mm -hmm. Taken under the scope of, yep. you know, how, how to live your life, whatever. So, so I, I I was writing something and I just hit a wall, and I couldn't go any further. And it had been weeks, and I stepped away from it. I go, Joel, I, I don't know what it is. I just can't bring myself to sit down at this desk and write this thing. And he was the one that was telling me, write it out. Uh, John Lennon used to. He was telling me this story about John Lennon, how John Lennon would do that, and and creatively, when he felt ready, he would just get back into the project. But, but at that time, it was almost like your body's telling you to yeah. reassess, take some time yourself, don't think about things. You're driving too hard. You need this time to yourself. And when you're, I, I think sometimes it's important to listen to yourself. But mm -hmm. I think the point in 
this message is that his body is telling himself to do something. Right. You got to get off. You got to do something. You have to do something. At this point, you have to do something. You're at the point where you need to do something. You need to make a change in something or you need to figure out. uh, And also the change doesn't have to be. uh, We we think about this a lot of change has to be uh, a huge momentous thing. It doesn't like little changes have ripple effects. So a couple little things could do one or one little change might just change your whole the whole. The, all the dom- the way the dominoes fall. So right. that's I think that's really important to think that you don't have to have this fear. Or, it doesn't have to be a life altering change or a big change. It's just something's off. Take an honest look at what's going on right now, and then fix it. One of my favorite things that I've ever heard was when something's bothering you, write a list of everything uh, about it, and then take a pen and cross out all the things that you can't control. Right. Right. And then start with the things that you can. Where'd you hear this? I heard that on, probably from uh, a good mommy. I heard like that a from, really cool a mommy. Really good, it was a really cool mommy. It was from uh, it was uh, this motivational speaker guy that I follow on TikTok. Uh, it's not a mom, so I'm not in it. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Don't be yeah. jealous. I'm bringing in some some of the TikTok because the kids, you know, the kids love to talk. <laughs> so I'm here to do. I'm here to bring. I'm here to bridge the gap. I'm a cool mom. I'm on the TikTok. <laughs> You are a yeah. cool mom. So I would say, I would say, take a look, make a change, and also, you know, talk to people that you trust their opinion. It I agree with you. Not being a single alone. Sometimes there's a drop in a bucket. It's not. It's not the tsunami. Right. Oh, very nice. I like the way you said that. Thank you. You're such a supportive mom. I, I'm, I'm best, and I, I will say you're one of you're one of the. I, you don't have to go through things alone, right? My my friend Steve here. Well, I, it's not one cool mom with Steve. It's two cool moms, and he's he's one of the best guys around. So, I think we did some good work here this week. I think we did. I think I think we did the, the good work, and I will say this: I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next time.